Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely roleplayers, where theatrical people play roleplaying games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this studio production. Here on Merely Roleplayers, we improvise stories, for your entertainment and ours. And we use roleplaying games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming. Because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. In this production, we're playing The Andromeda Ward, a game by Chloe Mascheter, illustrated by Gerald McDermott, and supplementing our play with the Script Change Consent and Safety Toolbox by Bo Yaga Sheldon. You can find The Andromeda Ward and other games by Chloe Mascheter at rollflipdraw.co.uk and the Script Change Toolbox at brebo.com slash scriptchange. In the meantime, Please take your seats in the studio. Tonight's production is about to begin. Lost Andromeda Ward Christmas Special, a Merely Role Players studio production, Act Two of Two. The Andromeda Ward used to air at 4.30am on BBC Radio 4. Only six episodes of this paranormal hospital melodrama were ever broadcast. Some consider this a tragedy. The programme was cancelled on the same day recording was supposed to begin on Series 2, Episode 1, which was billed as a Christmas special of sorts. The scripts for this episode have long since been lost, but some fans believe a version of the episode was recorded before the cancellation came through, and that the recording still exists somewhere, waiting to be found. And we're back. The Andromeda Ward, Series 2, Episode 1, Trust Me, Slimer Doctor. Second recording session, we're going to do the second half of the episode now. So, a uh, quick recap. Our heroes are trying to get everybody in hospital to sign a birthday card. Also, a hyper-intelligent slime from Nancy Kent's mysterious past is loose in hospital, bent on general destruction, as far as it appears, and a sinister government helicopter has been spotted hovering over at hospital, presumably to intercept or or destroy said hyper-intelligent slime. This is an incredible plot. I've no idea how you came up with it. It was a a, a long and arduous process. There's so many twists and turns, it's hard to keep up. Yeah, don't trust any writer who tells you that their plots come to them fully formed. It is honest hard work. You're very innovative, Ron. He's a visionary. Well, not a visionary, it's radio. Auditionary. He's an auditionary. Ordinary. You're ordinary, Ron. (laughs) Don't you forget it, man. Thank you, thank you. But this this isn't about me. This is about about our heroes. So, uh, without further ado... Next scene. This scene is research and preparations. The characters learn more about their antagonists, the hyperintelligent slimes and the incoming government agents, and they get themselves ready to take them on. As you'll see in your scripts, this scene takes place in the basement labyrinth. Riff, yes. Brett Buckingham has the opening monologue of this scene. And this is the scene where we witness the tragic death of Jemima Jones, the temp. Oh, no. Well, I'll be delighted to thrill my fans and flex my performative muscles. Right. From the top, from Riff's opening monologue as Brett, and action. Ski! Brett Buckingham skis down the slope towards the hospital. Snow had been calmly falling now for several days and he had been waiting 
for a chance to carve up the peace next to Bristol Hospital. He was there because that's the place to think. Open air and uh, snow falling around his glorious mane of hair. This was a tricky one. As he sped towards the basement entrance of the underground labyrinth, there was only one question on his mind. Actually, there was two questions on, maybe three questions on his mind. Firstly, what on earth was all this slime about and how are they going to solve it? Sec- well, that was, oh no, wait, that's two questions. Four questions on his mind. What were all the slime about and how are they going to solve it? Uh, the second one was, how is he going to stop him? So third one, third, uh, cut, cut, cut. There's two, I think, I think really there were too many questions on his mind. Oh, <clears throat> oh sorry, sorry. Uh, out of breath, out of breath. Uh, oh, one really out, does get into it, doesn't it? Out of breath. Out of breath, yes. Very good, very good. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, good, right. So um, I, I'm just going to make a little cut here. Just Maybe just, just two questions on his mind, just the two that I thought of. Uh, uh, you'd script it. Mm, well, I mean, okay, we'll we'll do we'll do the take with your cut, yeah. but uh, yeah. I reserve the right in the edit. You know, sure. Well, I mean, I could probably do three. I, I can do. Three. I, I, we'll do three. Maybe the fourth. Fourth was too much. Okay, here we go. <coughs> and action. Can I pick? Can I can I pick it up halfway through? I don't want to have to do all that again. Pick, pick it. Yeah, pick it up from uh, from wherever wherever you're comfortable. Okay. Okay. And those were the two questions on his mind. Oh, no, no, skipped over a bit there. Sorry. There were two... Oh, no, hang on. Two questions on his mind. What were the slime about? And... No, not that either. I'm sorry, darling. <laughs> just put some continu- continuity in the foley. I just Let me just go back for a second. Uh, go back? I really are... don't want to have to go back. Oh, no, no. Just just for continuity. I can barely go speaking. forward at this point, and I'm meant to be speaking. Uh, Yes, darling, whenever whenever you like. Ready? Yes. There were two questions on his mind. What was this slime about and how were they going to stop it? Was that was that okay? I got I got there. I got there. Okay. I think you cracked it, darling. Thank you. Riveting, riveting stuff. Riveting. Yes, yes. I'll be able to cobble it together. Well, I hope so. Do do yes, do do your magic. Yeah. He can crowbar more questions in in post. Yes, I mean, I, I guess I could just. Uh, oh yeah, you could. How about you riff some more questions now? Uh, okay. Um, how was I going to get these skis off? How was I going to avoid that snowman? Would Jesus get all his presents in time? What was that man trying to get down the chimney of the hospital? Was this a uh, uh, surgeon going to get uh, Christmas Day off this year, or was he going to be rotated? Cut! Cut! Cut. I heard the C word in there. I told you this this episode needs to be timeless. It may be airing first during the festive oh. season. Oh no, no, oh, that, mean, wasn't, that wasn't about um, that wasn't about the festive season. That's just something that is always on the minds of of people that work in our medical services. They they do a fine job and they they sacrifice a lot of holidays for for the good yes, indeed. of this country. And, uh, I, and I think we can mention that at any time of year. It is important to celebrate our working people. Yes, exactly. Not all of us are lucky enough to do to do this for a living. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get this back on track. Monologue over. Scene commences. Action. Brett Buckingham skis through the door of the labyrinth. Smash! He kicks his skis off. So, what are we going to do? Who's going to look up about this slime? Have you got a computer? Have you got a computer? I do not have a computer. I have only skis. I have a computer. I can use my touch typing skills to do a special scan of the pen and the slime. And uh, let's see what comes up. Okay, I got it. It's hyper-intelligent slime. Well, it told us that. <laughs> yeah, I think we kind of knew that. I'm pretty sure we knew that already. I'm sure I've got it. I've got it. I've got it recorded on my recorder. Maybe we should just ask the pen again. Good idea. Oh, Let's interrogate who's... the pen. But he's. They were. Where is the pen? Oh, we left it in the abandoned ward. Don't worry. I brought it with me in my pen wardrobe. 
which I've securely placed down here in the labyrinth basement for us. I'll just get it out. It's for good you. to keep your stationery safe at all times. Yes, that's a, a thing that I live. I by. keep most of my stuff down here in the labyrinth. I've found it often, and I have tidied it for you. Terry, it's you didn't find. No, never mind. Right. No. Well, I did, but I didn't think you'd want me to bring it up in front of company. So here it is. But the pen was now empty of slime, all of it having gushed out into the abandoned ward. <gasps> Luckily for our heroes, for the slime appeared to be very hostile and having it down here in Labyrinth with them would be very dangerous. Right. The only name I've ever heard it called by, back in the day, was Gabriel. Google Gabriel Slime. Okay, quite right. Oh, do you get service down here? My, oh yeah, mine isn't working. I have a super powerful computer. The Wi-Fi here at the hospital is top-notch. How do you think we get so high in the uh, hospital rankings every single year without good connectivity all the time, even in the labyrinth? Of course, the basement labyrinth of a hospital is in fact the labyrinth of high-tech server stacks with the, uh, the processing power of, of 10,000 supercomputers. How funny, I found Gabriel Slime on Instagram. Quick, check the Slime's stories. See if it's been updating its followers of its nefarious plans. Oh my god. Its most recent story shows it blobbling, <laughs> sliding its way down the stairs towards us. What shall we do? Clearly, whatever it's after must be down in this labyrinth of servers. I will barricade the door. With my shoes. Oh, talking of shoes, I have an idea. Due to the uh, difference in mass between the slime and our, you know, habitual walking surfaces, um, I have these special hooves that would allow us to walk on it and potentially kick it, etc., without um, actually going through the slime. So... It, yes, it, it would grant us all um, a way to uh, melee and physically fight um, this slime if it becomes um, absolutely necessary, of course. I'm, I'm a pacifist, so I'm always um, um, in favour of uh, talking it out. <clears throat> An excellent idea, Miss Nim, but we're going to have to use some weapons. Now, I don't know about you, but I think the only way we could possibly fight this slime is with its opposite. And I'm all out of Tipex. That's a disaster. What's the opposite of, of hyper-intelligent slime? Stupid sand? As the characters ponder that important question, Brett Buckingham, having crashed through at door on his skis, now uses his shoes to blockade said door securely. You know that the slime was coming down them stairs, but this door is now securely blocked by the shoes. That slime won't be getting you this way. And not only is it blocked, those shoes I've been keeping for a special occasion, it won't even want to get near that door, because, okay, there's near cooking for the smell, laddie. Brett Buckingham has bought the group some valuable time to plan and discover more about the hyperintelligent slime. The characters return to pondering the important question, what is the opposite of slime? What is the opposite of slime? Any advance on stupid sand? It is hyper-intelligent slime, so sl slightly... Stupid. Dumb. Slightly... Dumb sand? Rocks? Good lord, Reese, you have it. And this place is full of silicon, which is a sort of sand. Uh, that's why it must have been coming here. It was trying to get rid of the silicon sand chips before we could use them against it. Great work, team. Sounds like we need to grind some of these computer chips down. What's the stupidest website on the whole of the internet? Yahoo Answers. Yahoo Answers. Quick, download all of Yahoo Answers, temp. 
Um, the, the first question on here is about um, why circles around. Do you really think I need every single question? Get the ones on am I pregnant? <laughs> Maybe get the second one as a backup. What's the second question? Um, it's about um, whether bananas are nice or not. What's the third question? In Home Alone, why did the cameraman film instead of calling the police? Hmm. What's the fourth question? What's the difference between anorexic and balsamic? Can spiders have fun? Does anyone think that Santa lives in Lapland or white taxes? How can I stop thinking about Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh no. <laughs> Close the window. There's no pops. Time of death. Now. Cause of death. Too much Yahoo answers. Quick. Bag her. Uh, dis dispose of the corpse. And stop playing that xylophone. Oh, sorry. I'll keep it down here for when I'm bored. Is she gone? Another good temp lost to the mysteries of the hospital. But we can't let her have died in vain. Here's a USB stick. Let's get those Yahoo answers on here and try and find a way to use them to defeat the slime. Don't look at them. No, clearly they are far too deadly. Dear audience members, I am heartbroken to report that we have lost one of our own today. The brave and wonderful um, temp... Jemima. Je Je Jemima. Jones. Jones. <laughs> Succumbed to a slew of incredibly stupid... Yahoo answers, and um, in her valiant effort, we hope to have secured a weapon that will allow us to fight back the hyperintelligence slime. A moment of silence for fallen comrade. All right, everybody, why are you down here in the labyrinth? Ah, the temp. My name's Lexi Lysit, and I'm your new temp. Hello, Flexi. Hello, Miss Lysit. Hello, everybody. Have you opened your advent calendars yet today? I got a chocolate tortoise in mine. Oh, mine is in There's my no room. time for that. Cut, oh, cut, sorry, I, cut. Oh, damn it. No advent calendars. This is not set at Christmas. What do you mean? I have an advent calendar every month just to count down to the end of the month. It's what gets me through every day. Oh, oh like a secular advent calendar. I, I, what you do in your bedroom is none of my business. Well, yes, actually, Ron, you make a very good point. Um, it, Advent calendars all time of the year, and it brings different audience members uh, uh, on our side. It's just to bring, like, for the advent of the new month. Yes, and there's nothing Christmassy about a tortoise. No. Oh, well, 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 scene was over anyway. I'll, I'll oh. review the audio. I, I might just end up cutting that last bit off. But, I would uh, say though it's a it's a f fantastic opportunity to to perhaps bring in some other uh, patrons in terms of financing the show because I'm sure Iron Brew and and other brands would be happy to uh, procure calendar like advent calendars um, with little samples of their products um, you know to have one each day instead oh, of yes. like a, committing to buying a whole can you can just have a little bottle um, I know I'm particularly um, favorable towards the the alcoholic ones they're very fun. Mm. Gin and juice, as the rappers say. Yes. Do they? Absolutely. By the way, well, good job, darling, on, on, on bringing in the new character so quickly. Very, very well done. Oh, yes. Very strongly established from more than one. Thank you very much. It's, it's my specialty. I will bounce back, even when they've tried to write me off entirely and cancelled my contract and had huge arguments with my agents, I will return. It's the phoenix rising from the ashes, darling. Quite right. Well, let's continue. Coming up to scene number six of this episode, hunting and chasing. In this scene, the characters must find the source of the slime's power, find the appropriate place to deliver their deadly payload of incredibly stupid sand this scene takes place in the secret hospital laboratory and this is the scene where 
Brett performs impromptu surgery, saving somebody's life. I'll be all over it. Absolutely. The opening monologue for this scene is from the new temp, Lexi Lysett, establishing her, how she is distinct and different from Jemima Jones, her take on the events in the hospital today. And action. Well, dear listener, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, There seems to be some very sad people. There seems to be a birthday card. There seems to be a lot, a lot of slightly sparkly slime that seems to want to talk to people. I don't know what the problem is with that, but like I say, everyone else is very upset. They're very frustrated. So we've brought ourselves to the secret, apparently, but not so secret, hospital laboratory oh jesus christ is that a brain oh yeah sorry no that's mine i have a confession to make i might have been using the lab myself but if if it was your brain my love it would be in your head oh (laughs) This is a very good point, actually. Um, no, 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 not not my brain. You see, I, I have been living in this hospital for eight years because um, I knew that there was something off about it. And uh, uh, some time ago, a mysterious unknown entity um, reached out to me and, and, and offered to fund uh, my investigation process and subsequent paper and hopefully um, Nobel Prize nomination if I figured out what it was. And so after a certain amount of time, I, I needed a space to conduct my investigations and, and try to figure out what was going on. And uh, voila, <laughs> this is how I ended up here. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, that doesn't sound very ethical. Well, I, I'm a writer. I'm, I'm not really concerned with ethics. Brett enters through the lift, kicking down the lift door. I'm here. Oh my god, that's the brain. Quick, I must save it. Here we go. Surgery time. Quick, hand me my hands. Here you go. Cheers. Right, stand back. It's time to save this brain. And surgery noises. Behind surgery. It's an unconventional form of surgery, but it works. That's why Brett Buckingham makes the big bucks. Dear listeners, we are witnessing an amazing thing here. I, I, I the surgeon, um. Mr. Buckingham, Dr. Buckingham, whichever the case may be, seems to be karate kicking and punching the brain back to life, um, even though it is very much outside a body to sustain it. I I am absolutely in awe of um, what is going on, and I wish I had brought them into my investigation a lot sooner. I I might have spent a little less time inside this hospital Pretending to be sick and eating hospital food. Um, Yes, I will update you soon. Wish us luck. SDL. Mr. Buckingham. Yes? I keep some bodies down here uh, when we haven't got room in the morgue. Um, Do you want to use one? Absolutely. Bring me the freshest body you can find. None of them are very fresh, sir. Um, Take your pick, and I draw back a velvet curtain and reveal a slab with six or seven bodies on it. Your corpse wardrobe. So that's what that was. I was wondering about the stench. Oh, there's no accounting for the smell. Actually, there is some accounting for the smell. Yeah, Uh, the the smell is is very much In this case, there is. What's that stain? That's probably more appropriate. I guess it's time to play some checkers. Or could do. Which body would you like? Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll have um uh, the one with the, that's got both the legs uh, and is missing the one arm. Yes, that one. Bring it forwards now for you, sir. Thank you. Here we go. And... Do- Doctor, if I may. Before you're done, um, I know we have not discussed this before, but what if we? I mean, the slime 
would it be a bad idea if we try to, if we pick like the worst body and this brain that you have punched back into life and then maybe merged it with the slime? Maybe that would give us a chance to communicate with it in a more familiar way. And if shove, push comes to shove, cups to, oh, um, sorry, I should check my notes. Um, th th that metaphor, simile, whatever it is. M maybe, maybe, maybe it would be easier to deal with a rotting corpse. It would give us something more specific to throw the stupid sand at. Exactly, rather than a, a whole lot of slime. This is unconventional even for me, but I love it. We must pursue the slime, catch some, and shove it in this b brain body concoction. Meanwhile, Reese has just put the USB drive into like a pestle and mortar and is just grinding it down. Yay for sci-fi and fantasy fiction. This ain't fiction, love. Nancy, is there anything we can, around here in uh, that we can pursue the slime on? Of course, I'm going to pull back my second velvet curtain, behind which there is a gurney, a mobility scooter, two children's bicycles, and a pair of roller skates. Take your pick, sir. So that's what that was. I picked, I picked the roller skates, because they are closest to shoes. Okay, team, let's ride. Cut. End of scene. Ooh, gosh. Yes, I know, that's quite something. All right, lovies. It's me, Matt, your compere, wishing you all a happy new year. Let's have a flick through the programme, shall we? Next week will be the final episode of this production. It'll be some more behind-the-scenes interviews from the cast, speculating on exactly why the Andromeda Award was cancelled before the Christmas special was even released. After that, we'll be taking a few weeks off. We had some recording dates scheduled in December, but ended up cancelling them for various reasons related to Omicron COVID. Didn't want to meet up in person and share a mic with a highly transmissible disease going round. Didn't want to do another remote recording because it was December and we were all tired and stressed and remote recordings are always a bit more of a slog. All of which means we won't have our next production ready to go as soon as the Lost Andromeda Award Christmas special ends. Everything's very uncertain here at the moment in terms of what's safe or sensible, so I'm not sure exactly when we will be back. If you keep an eye on our Twitter, at MerelyRoleplay, and our Instagram, at MerelyRoleplayers, we'll let you know when the next recording happens, and when to expect the next episode. Until then, if you find yourself pining for a remote community where strange things are afoot, I suggest you go in search of The Secret of St. Kilda, a brand new original audio drama about a man fleeing his past straight into the arms of what appears to be some kind of pagan cult. I'll leave you with their trailer, and then please take your seats once again in the studio for the Lost Andromeda Ward Christmas Special, Act 2 of 2. Discover the secret of St Kilda. Come smell the heather, and sit by the fire. Come talk, and laugh, with a community of like-minded souls seeking salvation. Come walk the rugged cliffs, listening to the screams of seabirds. Listen to the screams of something else far beneath. Out everywhere on the 28th of December. Follow us on At The Kilda to follow the drama as it unfolds and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. While we're in the zone, let's go straight into scene number seven. Yes, we haven't had a slime chase for a good couple of episodes. It's good to be back in our wheelhouse. I've missed it, you know.
Riff, no, I just wanted to say I, how much I appreciate your support in uh, bringing the production to life with um, sound design. Yes, I, I'm I am sure sorry. we'll eventually substitute your explanations with with proper foley. But um, I, I do appreciate um, the help. It, it is quite a, a big burden <laughs> to shoulder. Yes, well, I, yeah, I didn't want to step on your toes or anything, but I just oh, no, you no, know, no, no. I felt like there was there was a gap for it, and I just thought I would you know go and absolutely. You know, I'm not above you know the technical side of things. So such a pro. It, I'm uh, I am delighted. Penultimate scene, the climax of this episode, the final standoff. In this scene, we see the climactic face-off between our heroes and the hyper-intelligent slime. This scene begins in the hospital shed. This is also the scene where Reese Haplock, radiologist, calls on his management connections to produce a powerful tool, vehicle, or a physical item that would be useful right now. And for that reason, this scene begins with a monologue from Reese Haplock, radiologist. And action. So here we are again. Another Thursday night, another high-speed chase through the city with a gurney strapped to the front of a mobility scooter with a recently resurrected corpse on the front of it. We needed to... Find the slime and fast, and find a way to merge it into the body. But I knew there was only one way to do it, and for that, we needed to go to the shed. The question is, does the corpse need to sign the card? The hospital shed is at size of an airport hangar. It is somewhat misnamed. It is a lean-to structure taken up one entire side of a hospital and it houses all manner of equipment and tools and gardening supplies that are required for the functioning of a a high-class hospital. And it is in this shed that we now find our heroes bursting in on their mobility scooter gurney Roller skate combo. Smash! Everybody enters through the door. And I mean through the door. Okay. You remember the lift in the hospital that was out of order for all those months? Well, it wasn't a lift at all. It was an experimental teleportation device. And my brother, even though it didn't work properly, has left it here in the shed. And and, uh, Reese Haplock... Uh, takes this giant sheet off these two sort of pods in the shed. We need to put the body in one of these. Luckily, the slime is hunting us. We get it to go in the other pod. We set off the teleporter, and the two things will merge. Like in that film, the bee. The fly. No, the bee. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm mistaken. The bee, yes. We're on the BBC, Riff. I don't want to advertise the film The Fly. There is no film The Bee. We'll call it The Bee. God, yes, yes, yes. God, yes. yes. Like in that film, The Bee. The Fly, The Bee. The Bee. (laughs) No, The Wasp. The Flying Bee. Yes. We'd better hurry. I'm peering out the door. We'd better hurry, guys, because the slimes are sniffing the air. Okay, there's knee accounting for the smell, laddie. Reese starts trying to wrestle the body off the gurney. Someone give me a hand with this. All right, I'm coming, I'm coming. Let me just help you with uh, this I keep handy. It's a children's slide. Excellent, that should speed things up. You, you lift his, his, its feet and I'll tilt it. Uh, Reese picks up the body, which turns out he could easily have done his own, climbs the stairs of the slide <laughs> and pushes it down the slide into the pool. Reese Haplock. And the recently reanimated corpse both slide down at slide. And the teleportation chamber door slams and locks behind them both. Oh, here's us, Christ. Oh, no. At the same time, there is a blobbing sound from a door of a shed, a smashed door that the gurney and mobility scooter smashed through as the slime begins to pour into a hospital shed. How do we operate this thing? I mean, Riz was the one who knew what to do with it, right? 
Priest man, can you hear us in there? Knock once for yes and uh, uh, two for no. Can you hear us? <laughs> Reese just, just keeps smashing on the <laughs> Like the end of the graduate. He seems uncertain. He stops a second and just like holds his finger up and he gets the uh, card out of his pocket, uh, takes a pen from his pocket and writes, push the big red button. Pauses for a moment, then he goes, comma, Jesus, exclamation mark, and then just signs it again and holds it up to the window of the bar. Oh, he says, push the, push the big red button. Who's Jesus? Jesus? Oh no, the birthday card. Oh, we've already got so many people to sign it and it's in there with him. (gasps) Oh, yeah, that's a problem. We have to bloody do it all over again. We've got to get everyone in the hospital. And he meant everyone. Oh, God. What are we going to do about Jemima? Who? (laughs) Oh, the temp. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some people have passed since this morning. Are they included? I think so. Oh, dear. Maybe we'll just sign on her behalf. No worries. I can sign on her behalf. Excellent. Attempts attempt after uh, all. We can come back to that in, in a second. Maybe figure this out first. The advancing tide of slime laps at our hero's ankles as it advances oh, across the hospital shed floor, consuming all in its path. We must get it into the other chamber. Uh, I, I will uh, usher it in using crabs. Come, my crusty Asian friends. Let us... Get this slime in a bottle of Delaporter. Quick, give each of your crabs one of these. And I, I'm throwing, as if throwing weapons from a, a case, throw mops and brooms crabs with to the guns, crabs. Crabs with mops, crabs with other crabs. We cannot lose. The heavily armed crabs surround and hold up the tide of slime. The slime, hyper-intelligent as it is, assesses the situation and sees that it cannot win against this many heavily armed crabs and is herded by the, the swarm into the teleportation chamber. The heavy door slams shut behind it. Press the button! Reese. you know we have to do this. We'll see you on the other side. Hit it. Did it work? It was very quiet. Did something happen? Teleportation make a noise? How about I try pushing the button again with my trusty disguise moustache? Jesus! It's you! No, it's still me, Lexi, Gov. Oh, I oh, just wow, got false oh, moustache. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. He had me, had me going there. Put it, put it, put it back on. Goodness me! I mean, wow! Take, take it off. It's Lexi again. Is it, put it, put it back on. Jesus! I, uh, he's going to love this. This could be one of those shows that the kids do at the end of uh, of certain days to impress the family when they're all really, really full of food. The resemblance is remarkable. What Lexi the Temp understood instinctively was that. The controls for the teleporter had a facial recognition component and would only respond to someone who looked exactly like Jesus Christ. The former lift operator. The experimental teleportation chambers crackle into life. There is a a building hum. There is a huge flash of light which will be blinding in a, a visual medium. Green lights, red lights... Twinkly lights. Twinkly start. Some of them are star shaped. Oh yes. Oh yes. Good details. Good details. Oh my god! I think something's happening. The door. It's opening. My eyes. My nose. Oh, hey, there's no accounting for the smell, laddie. What creature is this that stands before my humble eyes? It's Gabriel. Half man, half slime, half Reese. Oh, Gabriel. What's that he's saying to us? He's saying, 
Be not afraid. No, that's not what we're saying. Be af- be afraid. Says a face of Reese on the sort of shoulder of this sort of humanoid slime creature. Oh, Reese. Oh, he's still in there. Quick, we must save our friend. Where is the uh, stupid sad? It's here. It's over here in the sand cupboard. Wait, wait, before we do that, Riss, if you're still in there, we need you to give us the birthday card. The creature sort of like, in a laboured way, just sort of turns around and just stuck sort of half into its back is just this birthday card just stuck in sort of slime flesh. Um, um, okay, Mr. Buckingham, you you seem to be very good at punching things. Do you think you could punch it out of him? I can punch it all the way to hell. I mean, well, I not to, we not to hell, no, just yeah, to, to us. Or to, um, Alexa? Alexa? Yes. She, she uh, should. It's, it's Lexi. I, th- I think it's Lexi. Oh, sorry, you were talking to me. Don't worry about punching things, I'll just use my telekinesis. Oh, that that's handy. The birthday card twitches and then in one fluid movement flies out of the back of the monstrosity and into Lexi's hand, outstretched hand. Brett, friend, there's precious little time. If I should die, when you throw that sand, tell Jesus, Merry Birthday. Punch the sand at him. I punch one grain of sand. Bam! I punch two grains of sand. Bam! My fists become a blur as I punch each individual piece of sand expertly, only hitting the slimy bits of Reese. The slime fluffs, sloughs away from the incredibly precise onslaught of stupid sand. And as it flies around him like snow in a globe, it, it settles to reveal... Brett's best friend, Reese. He walks over, punches him on the shoulder, and says, I guess it's time to play some checkers. You're damn right. Cut. End of scene. Everybody, please give yourselves a small round of applause and a pat on the back. Well done, everybody. Well done. Beautiful stuff, everyone. I, I, I'm crying. I've got, I've got tears. You can see them running down my face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was quite, quite the emotional. High well, I'm, I'm a stoic northern man. I never cry visibly, mm. except at my own work. Just harrowing, harrowing stuff. Mm. Would anybody like a can of Ironbury? I think it's disgusting, but I've got loads. Oh, yes, I love the stuff. I'll, cr- I'll crush one of those babies. And- I never tried it. I'll give it a go. It tastes exactly like you think orange should if orange wasn't a fruit. I think I'll just stick with the oranges, my love, but good for you. Oh, I'm good, thank you. I I, I don't drink soda. Or I try not to. Just, you know, the vocal cords and the bubbly. It's not good. Well, if we are all refreshed and, and emotionally fortified after that powerhouse performance... Let's go straight in and bring this home with the final scene. The final scene of the episode, the denouement. The uh, slime all dealt with. Government helicopter no longer circling, no longer able to detect the slime with their slime detecting equipment. The characters reflect on the events of the episode and are drawn back to the B-plot of Jesus's birthday card. No, no major story beats for any of the characters in this scene. It's simply a, a recapitulation. It, of course, begins in the hospital bar and starts with a monologue, uh, the first monologue from uh, Nancy Kent post-revelation of her past. And action. Well... By the time that was all over, it was about midnight. It was a midnight clear when we all gathered in the hospital bar for a stiff drink that was very necessary. I couldn't help feeling a twinge of fear knowing that my real identity was now out in the world. 
but I trusted these comrades of mine. They proved themselves loyal, strong and able to be trusted. I thought I'd get everyone around in and see how everyone else was feeling. The question was, was the card even going to be salvageable? Right, everyone. Who wants a drink? Brett Buckingham falls down the chimney, wearing his celebratory red outfit and white scarf. He carries with him a sack. Um, well, um, as D. Nim uh, walks into the bar, finally, after eight long years, wearing normal non-hospital clothes, a t-shirt, jeans, such a nice, lovely, new feeling, and a boatload of paper, all of it covered in notes and... Um, descriptions of all the research and, and investigations done over the last few years after this harrowing experience. Finally, the first um, foundations of what will hopefully be a Pulitzer Prize winning novel securely under her arm. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> How's, it? Oh, how's everyone doing? I feel like it's Christmas morning. I'm getting discharged. I'm so excited. You should get someone to look at that discharge. Oh. Maybe your stay with us isn't quite over after all. Oh, doctor. <laughs> I... I need a drink. Yeah, me too. In fact, make it too. And he uh, pulls his lab cut open to reveal the face of whatever body we used is just sort of on his shoulder and you better put a straw in one of them coming up make mine some mulled wine would you that's all we have well now we're all here i guess that card isn't going to sign itself is it who do we need have you signed it have you signed it uh, i think it's just miss lysett Jesus is due any minute, so if you do the honours, he just slaps this sopping like wet, slimy, but it's now inert slime, just onto the table. What's that stain? Wait, I can finally use some of my appropriate skills. And he reverentially pulls out a cloth from his pocket and some disinfectant spray, sprays the card and gives it a one wipe. Oh, blimey, we'll need some sort of Christmas miracle to fix this card. At that moment, the door of the hospital bar swings open, revealing Jesus. I heard that I was supposed to come to this bar for some reason. What's the big celebration? It's a Christmas party, mate. Oh, wait, sorry. Sorry, mate. Many happy returns. Merry birthday and happy next year. I guess it's time to play some charades. Wait. And I gaze down at the jiffy cloth and perfectly preserved on the jiffy cloth is every signature unsmudged in various brightly coloured inks. Jesus, happy birthday, mate. And I give him the jiffy cloth. It's unconventional, but that's this hospital. Well, I guess that just about wraps everything up. I hope it does, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Merry holidays. Birthday. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> well done, everyone. I mean, God bless us. Well done, everyone. And cut. That is a wrap. That is an episode in the can. Oh, Lord. Well done, everyone. Bravo, bravo. Incredible work. Incredible work. Some little references there that I might have to uh, look at in the edit, but uh, overall, could not have been a better recording. Thank you all very much. Banging start, yes. Yes. This is the episode that people are going to talk about as the the first episode of the rest of the Andromeda Award. I'm sorry, how many more episodes do we have this season? 49. Great. (laughs) 
This has been the Lost Andromeda Ward Christmas Special, a studio production from Merely Role Players, starring Matt Boothman as Ron Barnes and Julian's Mermbling, Helen Stratton as Hetty Braithwaite playing Jemima Jones, Chris McLennan as Judd Talisker playing Reese Haplock, radiologist, Ellen Gould as Avril Sterling Bow playing Nancy Kent, Strat as Riff Redgrave playing Brett Buckingham, and Marta De Silva as Arizona Muse, aka Dante, playing SD Nim. The theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst, and the episode was edited and produced by Matt Boothman. We were playing The Andromeda Ward, a role-playing game by Chloe Mashter, illustrated by Gerald McDermott, and supplemented by the script change toolbox by Bo Yarger-Sheldon. Merely Role Players is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on! Yes, love you. You said Riff again, and, and I know. Sorry, we're, we're Sorry. So yeah, close, it's very flattering. You understand? It's I, yes, I've oft be told. We'll go again. We'll go again. It is your swan song. We we really want it to be perfect, don't we? Yes. I, mean, I haven't seen next week. It's not my swan song, is it, Ron? <laughs> Just for the just for the scene. Sure. Just for the I scene. Says, for the episode. Says, if I should die, it is a, it is certainly a, a, a heavily emotional moment, and we should treat it as such. So yeah, so it really needs to be about you, not not. Just everybody, that. breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And let's take that line again and remember to say Brett instead of Riff. And I love swans, don't you? Action.